0: Folks, welcome to a uh, different edition of the Formula Hooligan podcast. I am Alex Gomes, and you are Charlie Hosey. And as you can see, we have two guests digitally. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves?
1: Uh, my name is Kier Brighelli. I have uh, a friend of Alex's for a long time back. I'm 30 years old. I race outlaw cars in California. Sick. You you won me right at now. California. <laughs>
2: Wait, wait, whereabouts, California, before we go any further?
1: Uh, I live in Chico, and I race at uh, I race with the Red Bluff Outlaws in the winter, and I race at Cyclone Speedway in the summer. Sick. Nice. All right, Rick, you're up. I'm Rick. I'm pretty sure everyone that
3: follows this podcast pretty much knows me, because
0: I think it's all NHK people, so, hey, everybody. Oh, hey,
3: it's
2: uh, that I'm guy. It's an IndyCar guy. IndyCar.
0: Well, yeah, that's the point of this episode. We're actually kind of taking a step out of me and Charles' comfort zone today and going to try to focus this episode around IndyCar, seeing as the Indy 500 is next weekend. And uh, like I said, not really comfort zone for the two of us. We're more Formula One guys. But Kieran and Rick are the two guys that I know personally that are the most into IndyCar of anyone I know. So I figured it'd be appropriate to have these guys on and get their input on what they think is going to happen for next weekend's race, and if they uh, even want to give a little bit of history on their IndyCar fandom, they can go for it. So I guess we can start. I'm 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 sorry because you're going to be totally out with this, but there was qualifying today, and uh, I actually oh, happened yes. to catch it and watch it, and it was pretty cool. Now, for anybody who doesn't know how the Indy 500 qualifying goes, and either you guys want to describe how it works because it's not like a simple one lap lap time like any other type of qualifying. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, let's hear oh, it. Uh, Sell it. It's four laps. It's four laps, okay? It's four laps, and your car is on edge. You're making left-hand turns, no downforce. Basically, how big are your balls? And uh, it's how fast can you run these four laps all together? So right. you got these guys going out there, and they're winding up on their out lap, and they're trying to keep that little going for four laps. Like, these cars are super on edge, so the tires are degrading. All right, wait
2: a sec. Got a question already? I'm I'm gonna play Joe the Dope here, even if I maybe know the answer. But uh, so, there are other other cars qualifying at the same time, or is it is it like I racing one at a time out there?
1: One at a time. Okay. One at a time. And they, you can run uh, on on the Saturday portion. You can run as many times as you want until the 5:50 gun goes off. Um, oh. Your fastest run sticks. So they and take the fastest time
2: for the four laps, or is it an average or?
1: It's the fa- it, it, it's the fastest time, but it's uh it they, they add all four laps together gotcha. and it's your average speed across four laps. Right, and that's that's
0: so, the one thing I noticed, They do it by speed at, yeah, at least yeah. when they're advertising, so and like, not by lap time.
2: That's like top speed runs. Yeah, when they do top speed runs for manufacturers, same deal. They do usually four runs, I believe, something like that. You know, into the wind, not into the wind, and vice versa, and then take the four of them and. Uh, yeah, hey, right. a little bit
0: of similarity, except they're looking for absolute top end. What what they do in IndyCar is they take the four laps, and take the absolute average speed of all four laps. It's pretty cool. I like it because yeah. you have to be consistent, which is something you don't necessarily have to do in other forms of motorsport. Mm-hmm. When it comes to qualifying, you just have to be, you know, the one lap hero, and you can qualify well. Whereas the Indy the Indy five hundred, you got to be consistent over four entire laps. And like like Kieran said, you just basically have to have big balls and just just hold it pin it down for four laps so how,
2: how rigorous though are they on uh, keeping the all the cars you know the same though aerodynamic wise i mean in formula one just recently they were all bent out of shape because a rear spoiler bent you know quarter of an inch more than it should so in indycar when it comes to something like that where ultimate top speed is everything how do they uh what
3: you're you know, allowed to that's the joy of it. You're allowed to trim out the car, so you can put the wing back all the way down as low as you want. But if you do, you're gonna fucking crash, and you're yeah. that's bad. Yeah, but you're not regulated
2: <laughs> to keep it at you know, a certain angle.
1: They used to be, but now I think they opened it up. They can run. They can run negative wing angles. They do it, indeed.
3: Wow. Yeah, and you, if you've seen the wings, there's not really much of a. Not much.
0: Of a so they? No, they're not. They're not. <laughs>
2: The so way. there's a lot more uh, mechanical grip at play than, than pure aero like in Formula 1. It's totally... Uh, yes.
0: And they got the benefit well, of uh, cool. ground effect too, especially with the new IR-18 car, right? A lot more tunnels on, under the yep. car that actually provide downforce.
2: Yep. Oh, so that's probably aiding to having closer racing like you guys are always talking about, where in Formula 1 it's more like a parade where you got to gap the guy, although you get dirty air and everything, right?
3: Pretty much. They still have that. They still get the dirty air, though. They try to take the, they're trying to take the arrow off the top of the car, though, so that they can have better racing.
0: Right, yeah. Right, I've always said, you know, the reason they haven't had ground effects in Formula 1 for so long is because they're afraid of an arms race where teams are just spending insane amounts of money to develop their under trays or whatever to have to have ground effect. And I understand that, but I've always thought, like, well, what if you just kind of mandate... A one version of ground effect, and then you get rid of a lot right. of the top of the you know top of the car downforce, and then we would have some awesome racing. You know what I mean? Right. You could you mandate you use certain. What's I said,
1: this? I said that would make too much sense. Right, right,
0: exactly. Why would they do that? Yeah. <laughs> Instead, because in twenty seventeen, they, they made rocket ships that had insane, you know, insane amount of downforce and were the fastest F one cars ever. But they can't follow each other and race. Most
3: Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna put a spending cap on F one. I mean, do whatever you want, but here's your spending cap. So is there a cap on the Indy cars? There is, right?
2: Not to my
0: knowledge. How
3: long they actually have a cap? Huh. Yeah, Roger Pittsburgh. The budget cap is they don't have anybody that watches.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, they're, yeah, they're limited. Uh, we're Formula One. Although, you know what's funny about sponsors? I've still never understood how it like, really makes any sense. Think about the millions of dollars that you know, these sponsors to get on a Haas car that's going kind to of finish last every race. And they somehow get a sponsor the next
3: season. It's beyond me.
2: I don't understand
3: that. Like, by Pepsi, we finished last every race. Because you can bring two hundred people to Monte Carlo to schmooze them.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Pretty much, most popular form of motorsport in the world.
2: Well, yeah. all right. So, and this is all about winning me over because I feel like Alex's closet. He's he likes indie. He just likes. I like Indy Car.
0: I'm not a fanatic like these guys, but I, I will turn it on and I will enjoy. It. Mostly, uh, you know, the road course races are cool, and I kind of like like the mile and a half ovals. Those really impress me just because it's it's on the super high banks, and it, you watch those cars. You watch races at, at those tracks that NASCAR will do. And it looks like fast forward when the Indy cars go there. It's insane. Now, yeah, they go to Indianapolis as well. But I don't know. It it seems a little bit more impressive when you compare it to NASCAR at the mile and a half for whatever reason. But, I mean, they're doing 240 in Indy, which is insanity. I think I was watching qualifying, and I saw 239 for a few of the guys.
3: Yeah. Absolute
0: insanity. Well, the track record's 237 for a lap. So. Holy shit.
3: Yeah, so you were talking ticking three forty five, 245, 249.
0: Oh my goodness. What what years were those oh. happening? Uh, the
1: 90s. Mid-90s, I think. 96. 96. Okay. 94, I thought,
3: but I, I'm not sure. I can't remember. It was already lying back. I don't remember who, what year it was.
0: Okay. And just just to give a reference, today's Pulsitter sitter got the poll at 232. So, 237. Oh, 231. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so to think that they could... that That's average. It's average speed of 231. So to think that back in the 90s, they had cars that did an average speed of 237. They probably never got below... Well, I don't know, because they... I would imagine the 90s cars probably didn't have as much grip as today's cars. So maybe they were dipping down below 230, but maybe they just shot and
2: rocketed down the straightaways.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, they had the more power. Right. Big engines. Oh, yeah. So,
2: turbo what? It, yeah, let's talk about that. What's changed in the motors with, uh, has it been the same as uh, Formula 1 where it's just considerably gone from, like, you know, bigger displacement, more cylinders down to... Is it is it a 6-cylinder now in Indy cars? It
0: is.
3: Well, no, it's, it's pretty a, much... It's a, turbo, it's, not, it's a Turbo V6, yeah. But they're limited. I mean, they're limited on displacement. They're supposed to be going back to a 1,000 horsepower a car. I think next year or the year after? I with th- the new it was deployment.
0: supposed to be next year and now it's 23, pretty sure. They're aiming for 900 and I think the idea is to get to 1,000 eventually, but the first step is 900, which is cool because yeah. they're currently pushing out 750 at the most, correct? Right.
2: And these yeah. are not hybrid yet. Yeah. So. They're not hybrid, right? They're no. going to be.
0: They're going to be. They're, I think they're working on it. Right. I think yeah. the move to 900 horsepower involves a hybrid system.
2: Yep. But it, at the end of the day, is, is IndyCar kind of just like the U- United States version of Formula One, really?
0: Well, it's the, top, it's the top open wheel series in America. Right. So yeah, regionally, yes, it's the top.
2: Like if you were, exactly. if, if we were all like say five years old right now and we're aspiring to be race car drivers, we would aspire to be IndyCar drivers. If you're born yeah, and raised. Formula One? Well, yeah, but how many yeah. Formula One drivers are from the US?
0: It's very rare. Yeah, Scott yeah, Speed's yeah. the last one I know of no 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 i'm sorry alexander rossi. alexander rossi yes alexander rossi did a few races for maruja because didn't somebody get hurt or somebody uh, he
1: was, uh he's always been thought a friday just driver. he was a friday driver for a long time and it got he, to the point where he was only supposed to run like five races the year he won the you know what he was was, was the
0: he the race guy race. who took over when jules bianchi had his accident i think that's the story
1: i, I think so pretty too. sure yeah
0: yeah yeah that is a unfortunate story, but it's a sad uh, deal. It is a sad deal. Um, oh.
2: I've, I've never, never... Let's say this. Let's talk about the. Can we talk about the qualifying like
3: scenario that happened today? Because that's something that would not so much the format, but what happened today would never happen in any other form of motor racing. Okay,
0: yeah, go ahead, Rick. You can lead the charge on that. Yeah, one. this so is your this and, uh, is your show. So. Just describe that. Describe today. How did it go down? Watching. Qualifying, which this happens
3: somewhat all the time in Indy now that they have enough cars, but, like, you have bump day. So not all the cars make it right. like in every other form of racing. So today you had Team Penske. You had Will Power, who was the 2018 Indy 500 champion. Team Penske has the most wins, 18, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And they had a car today that had to run to even make the show. But, yeah. There was five cars, three spots, and they had to make the show. Like, what other form of motorsport would you ever see something like that?
0: Right, where the top team basically is struggling to even make this show. Correct. Yep.
3: Against a team, you know, they had a couple teams there that are that are one offs, you know. Right. And, and you've got Team Penske sitting there trying to make it, and Will Power hits the wall coming out of turn two on his fourth lap and
2: keeps it nailed.
0: No. And
2: still makes it. Oh, see, wait, what our, do you mean he crossed the? Cars, wait a second he crossed the, man, the line yeah, but... on the wall. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. So I yeah. only watched the top nine. That—that's what I watched. Today. I didn't watch earlier stuff. I didn't know he actually scraped yeah,
2: because, the wall. That's
3: because oh. you didn't do your bump day
2: homework. I like, know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know this homework even existed. So. So he, so he
0: hit, the turn two wall, but not enough to beat up the car. He still kept it going.
3: No, he kept it going. Didn't even take his foot out of
0: it. Alright, so when, when you're not qualifying in the top nine, does the four lap thing still apply or no? It, now it's the single laps. Go out when you can?
3: No, it's it's still fast as no, four,
0: four. Still fastest four. Oh, so everybody yep. does that. Okay.
3: And you only get one run. It used
1: wow. to be you could gamble and run more than one run to try to win the bowl, but now it's, it's just one. Gotcha. So what's the
2: purpose of having qualifying so far before the race? I'm like,
1: Formula 1. Race. Well,
0: the thing with IndyCar, it's the whole month of May is devoted to the Indianapolis Speedway. It's oh, okay. So there's practice. How many practices are there for the Indy 500, do you think? How many sessions?
3: Um, if you are okay. cutting down
1: between Carb Day, Tuesday, and four days last week, and a two-day test session at the beginning, at the end of April. So collectively about... Six to eight
0: days. Right. So there's Mm -hmm. six days of practice for this one race. That's, I think that's why. Right. Right. And so, you know, it's a super popular race. I mean, you watch that race and it is loaded every single time. Every single single seat has an ass that sits in it. So I didn't, you know, you're not seeing it now because I think they do have COVID rules in place, don't they? It's like so much capacity. But I'm sure even the qualifying days probably fit up, you know, probably are super popular and, and attract an audience as well right
3: they are they, they're getting better
0: they're getting better okay
3: yes in the 90s they were crazy
0: Hmm. okay
3: the snake pit the snake pit
0: yeah snake pit. i gotta go uh i'm sure i'm you know i don't think it's gonna happen this year for me to, to experience indianapolis and i'd kind of rather not because i'd like to experience it when there is Real no deal. covid right. going on at all but the snake pit the is something i what's that
1: the way god intended
0: it <laughs> yeah. yeah. god intended that's right um yeah. yeah i gotta check out the snake pit when i do go that's that's something i've heard about
1: it's a rave now
0: it's a well, all right all right so kieran you've been multiple times describe to us what the snake pit is all about slash rave
1: so in, in the past, the Snake Pit, it was historically known for being, a, it was an area, I believe turned three, It's uh, part of the infield, and people would just show up there, they'd get there and, and they'd wait at the gate, you know, three in the morning until they they crack it open at like six or so or whatever, and it'd be just a mad dash and all kinds of crazy debauchery and just shit would happen in the Snake Pit. You'd have, you'd have porta shitters getting lit on fire, you'd have people <laughs> getting hammered, They'd be throwing kegs over the fence, like <laughs> you name it, it happened there. Like there was all kinds of just nonsense. Now mm-hmm. um, the nowadays they set up uh, in around I think it's turn three or so, and uh, I think they had uh, they, they they have raves out there. They had uh, they had Dead Mouse a couple years ago. Oh shit! Um, and they they go Steve Aoki. I mean it goes on all race long. You can hear the bass over the cars, and they've got pyrotechnics and shit going on in the background. Jesus, there's a race going on, right? That sounds worth it just uh, for that.
0: It does sound like a good time. it Sounds like
2: Woodstock on steroids, (laughs) but with a race going on, so it's better. Because I have no interest in, you
0: know, in debauchery. You don't want to? No, I I do. But
2: (laughs) I need the cars in the background. Justify it, at least. You know, there's a race going on. Meanwhile, everyone's on Molly and shit.
1: <laughs>
2: Dude, f*** the race. Do you see the dragons? Someone's going to run out of the track on fire. I'm on fire! With no pants. Yeah, the dragons. That uh, does sound like uh, something I'd like
0: to go see. Besides yeah. the race. Um, I'm open to uh, experiencing
2: a new form. Of- What's this, Rick?
3: The camping is amazing, too. You is it? like hundred thousand people camping
2: there oh wow Jesus
0: it's oh, cool. well because last all right so oh, Rick yeah. you went in 2016
3: Maybe. most recently yeah that was a good one that was a really yeah
0: so yeah you guys went up in an RV right so you got the camping experience yeah,
3: we took the took the camper out with rich and my grandfather
2: yep yep
3: so that was pretty fun my grandfather's been a bunch of times so yeah pretty fun to bring him.
2: is this expensive to go to for tickets or i don't think so not
3: really i bet they're less than your f1 tickets
0: they oh they are absolutely
1: probably yeah my tickets for turn four are, i think they've priced at about 110 a seat
0: 110 yeah that's that's wicked reasonable is that a day or is that for the weekend
1: that's that's for that's for race day
0: that's for race day so what's and a then, whole weekend do you think
1: um you could probably comfortably do it for like a thousand bucks
0: a thousand for the weekend
3: I would take 1000 but that's just me. I think he's talking about well, including you everything. camp and, like, food and all of that stuff. But, like, the tickets to, like, car day are, like, 20 bucks.
1: Yeah, it's oh. cheap. Like, that part of it, like, getting into the racetrack to go do race car things, like, that's cheap. Gotcha. What? And you can bring in your own beer. Perfect. Yeah, bring in an ice chest. I've done that once or twice. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, what, what other racing are you going to see days in advance? Maybe practice, that's it. Indy right? lights,
0: right?
1: Indy Lights. Well, they don't do that race anymore. I found out. Um, what? Yeah, they, they didn't do it last year, and they aren't doing it this year either. It's just going to be a two-hour practice session on Carb Day, and that's it. What but are the Indy Lights? on a KV. No oh, shit. Yeah, but they are. So, the other races that you can get while you go out there, they're all local. Like they have they have sprint car races at Kokomo on Sunday. They've got asphalt races at Lucas Oil Speedway on. Friday, uh, the little five hundred oh. is at Anderson Speedway on Saturday night. Uh, That's awesome. The, yeah, the night before the five hundred, um, they do. There's some micro races and whatnot in the area as well. And then the week after, if you stick around for it, they, it used to be Indiana Midget Week. Ooh. That is fun. I actually, I, I, uh, I pissed off my boss when I went back east to go work on a race car one year, and uh, I basically got fired while I was gone. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I don't have to go home. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go spend the week. I'm gonna go spend the week working on a midget. I went to Indiana in a midget week, and I uh, worked. I was. I got to work on one of my buddy's cars. One of my best friends. It was uh, pretty legendary. It was one of the best weeks of my life. I would do it get an R P. Yeah. Nice. Oh man!
0: Damn it! I want to go Ring to the. 80s.
1: little five hundred. Yeah. They're, they're What's this? Super
3: strong in the Midwest.
0: What about the little five hundred, Rick?
3: Have you ever been to the little five hundred?
0: Not us, Kieran. I'm assuming you've done. Yeah,
3: no, I haven't. No. Uh, that's really cool. So that's thirty three sprint cars on a quarter mile track for five hundred
0: laps with green flag. It's oh up. my god! It's incredible. 500 laps. Yeah.
3: 500 laps. Dirt or asphalt? Asphalt sprint car.
0: Asphalt. Holy shit.
3: Wow. How many pits? How many times they stopped? The most impressive thing about that race is watching the flagman. The flagman controls that race, and it's unbelievable to watch how skilled that guy is. Like, he is literally directing traffic for, like, I don't know. The thing must take. It took like two hours.
0: You, you must be never stopping. It's got to be like blue flag here, black flag here, yellow flag here. and it's It's, it's got to be insanity.
3: There's no blue flags. He's just like pulling people over and like directed them. There's huh. it's just like
0: gone. Quarter mile track, people. right?
3: Yeah. It might be a third. It's not much bigger. I can't remember exactly how big it is, but it's, Speed, it's a short track. Dude,
0: even even so. Like a third, I can imagine because that's Seacock Speedway, which I've been to. It, 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 it would still be insane if it was that big.
3: It's awesome. It was awesome.
0: That's incredible.
3: Wow. It's Mike Tomorrow
2: out there. He's the one that's actually throwing all the flags.
0: <laughs> I don't think they would let Mike Mike flag. I think Mike would have to jump out of the box and go punch somebody in the face eventually.
1: <laughs> Listen to me! Look!
0: He'll go out well, he'll have to bring his uh, his special flag. If he uh if he yeah, ever did right. officiating for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you think indianapolis 500 if you've never seen an indie race that would be the one to go to first
1: yes that's yeah. uh, that's how i did it when i was 13 or year, 12 years old and i changed a thing
2: so what other tracks
1: have yeah. you how, have you been to watching uh i've been to new hampshire motor speedway i went with alex yes
0: 2011 oh, so i didn't even know you've been it yeah. was a weird yeah. friggin' race
1: it wasn't that weird. was worth weird. They, they tried to restart it in the rain, and Will Power flipped off the scoring tower. It was pretty Dude, awesome.
0: all right, real quick, real quick. My favorite story about that race is that moment because I saw Will Power do it with my own eyeballs. I didn't watch it in a highlight later. I was watching him, like, walk away and, like, yell at somebody and then look up, like, kind of in our direction, but I'm sure he's looking up at the booth or whatever, and then he just does this thing. And I was like, that's going to be on the highlights, and I saw it! <laughs> wow. It was pretty great. Oh. yeah.
1: But yeah, those. Yeah, I've been to Sonoma. I've been to Laguna Seca. I've been uh, to California Speedway. Uh, I've been, I've been to in Glen. Miami. I've been to Daytona. I haven't been wow. to Watkins Glen. But uh, it's on the list. Sick. And uh, I
2: feel like we're on MTV Cribs right now.
0: Yeah, taking a tour of the house.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the pizza has been sitting at the door for like five minutes. Um, but yeah, and then I mean, I, I can't even begin to list all the dirt tracks. I've been to a ton of dirt tracks. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, Plasterville Speedway—that's a really good one. Um, and if you if you want to see like what it's if you want to see the, the boys hang their f***ing nuts out on dirt in a sprint car, go to Tulare Thunderbolt. That place is probably what, what's it called Tillery track. It's the Tillery Thunderbolt. Yeah.
0: Tillery
2: Thunderbolt.
1: Okay, well, I've never, a, never heard of that one. Was this a location in
2: Cars, the movie? It sounds like it. What? <laughs> yeah, it. Almost does. You know, whatever that freaking car yeah. guy name was. Yeah, like? in
0: a way. Thunderbolt. Um, I do want to get uh, I do want to get into uh, Kieran's racing background because it's very interesting and very different from what we do here out in uh, the Northeast. But before that, I feel like it's fair to go ahead and let you guys and even we'll throw in our rookie guesstimates to see what you guys think are going to happen for the Indy 500 next Friday, next, God, next Sunday. (laughs) So.
1: Sunday Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
0: Sunday. So, what do you guys think is going to happen? Well, we should mention the result for today's qualifying. It was Scott Dixon who got the poll, which was really exciting. Big shock. I mean. He's the
2: Lewis Hamilton of the sport, is he not?
0: Basically, he is at this point. Yeah, he has six
1: championships, correct me if I'm wrong. He's got six championships. Six championships, but, uh, right. So, and he, he earned it all. He didn't just have the best car the whole
0: time. Right. You, you can say that. You can obviously say that. We don't really have that same poll in Formula 1 where there definitely is a best car over the entire season. Um, but it was incredible seeing him get the poll today because he was the last one to go out. And it was crazy because when I was watching, like four guys go out and they do like 230 something um, average speeds. And then renas vk and ed carpenter go out on chevy motors and then all of a sudden they're doing you know a whole mile mile and a half an hour maybe or so better averages and i'm like oh so it seems like the chevys are the ones that are gonna be hooked up and then scott dixon goes out last in his honda and i mean just 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 gets it it was a couple hundredths of a mile per hour if i remember but it, it was still super surprising sure. really surprising because i thought it was you'd have to have a chevy to do anything after well, what the ed carpenter cars did dixon.
3: Dixon which is awesome the first half, sure. yeah pretty much the Chevy thing's pretty cool though because 90% of the Chevys were garbage I mean Team Penske's got four cars the best team in, in IndyCar yeah. they have four cars all Chevys and they're nowhere to be seen and you've yeah, got a small team one starts I think wow. yeah, Scott McLaughlin
0: oh my yeah. god so what's all right, yeah, What's going awesome on with them What do you what do you guys think is going on
3: We have good Uh, race cars, not good qualifying cars. Yep they're they're here to drink the milk. They're not worried about winning the Mm pole. All
0: right. I mean, you can have you can have that philosophy. I I guess
3: last year too, I thought that last year too, and they were nowhere to be found in the race either. I think you guys have finished fifth. They've just
1: been down on top speed. I mean, Roger Pesky doesn't build slow cars, and they just. They've been lost, like, the last two years, man. I don't get it.
0: Do you think it has anything to do with uh, Penske now taking over the Speedway and taking over the series and getting a little, uh, using resources elsewhere or getting distracted elsewhere?
1: No, man. That guy's that guy's, a, that guy's a millionaire several times over, and he's got all the best people in all the right places. I don't think he's spread thin whatsoever.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, he owns a bunch of shit. I mean, there's, there's Penske dealerships here in Rhode Island
3: car dealership
0: yeah yeah i think all the in skip in skip dealerships are owned by penske really? pretty sure never that. yeah if you go inside an Inskip skip in skip dealership you'll see penske racing shit all over the place oh, yeah. yep so yeah i mean today's qualifying session was really exciting it was awesome seeing scott dixon get it at the very end um who, who's sitting up there in the top row of him?
3: Yeah, where's Roman? That's the only guy. I can't. Oh. Not doing it. Roman is this. Right. is second. And Reedus BK is third. So that's the front row.
0: Right. Right. Oh, yeah. It was um, the young kid there Colton in second. Hurta. What'd you say his name was?
3: Colton Hurta. Hurta. Right.
0: He's been super. Didn't he win the first ever IndyCar race he attempted? No. Wasn't that... No, no? When,
1: I, I think it was his no, third race. I thought want to say it was his third race at Coda.
0: Right. Okay. Player. I knew it was early on. I thought it might have been the first yeah. one. Yeah. That kid is super impressive. Doesn't he have four wins in two years now? His rookie Something year, like that.
1: Yeah. So. He won. He won two races his rookie year. He won one race last year. I forget where. And then uh, he won obviously Saint Pete this year. When dominated. Him. Yeah. I ran away
0: with it. What a hell of a prospect. That's pretty cool. And he's racing for. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, is he one of the Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan cars? Is that correct? Uh, no, what is and he?
1: He drives. for Michael Andretti.
0: Oh, for my okay. He's one of the Andretti cars. Okay, so he's basically already in what you would consider a top IndyCar team. Correct? Is Andretti one of the top teams?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Andretti's really good during the month of May, but they've struggled the last couple years to put a full season together.
0: Okay. They
3: definitely have the most re- one of the most resources, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yep doesn't necessarily guarantee success. We see that in Formula 1, too, where you have you know teams like Ferrari last year that did dog shit. And then you have teams like Force India, which probably have half the budget and do great. So not always the case that more money equals more speed. But usually it true. does. Um, all right, so what do you guys think is going to happen next Sunday? How do you guys see it turning out? Do you think Penske comes back with their race car built cars or... I think, think if you've ever play. watched Indy, you're gonna know that nothing that you think is gonna happen is gonna happen.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would say that's fair. Um, I I look for I look for Colton herder to be up there towards the end. Uh, Takuma Sato, another one who's been really good in race trim. Uh, yep. Graham Rahal, Valentino Perucci. All of the Canastny cards are good. All of them. All four of them.
0: Well, yeah, they all made the top I mean. nine for qualifying.
1: Yeah, like they just have great raw speed I, I look for Tony Kanon actually to I think Tony kanon has got his best shot at winning the 500 since the last time he won it um and he's geez, he's been remarkable in practice There's, it's gonna be I think it'll be a really good year they, they keep saying it's gonna be a track position race uh, which you know I will tell but uh I think there's going to be a lot of movers and shakers in this thing at the end of it, and uh, I just look for a good show. I expect I expect Dixon to be up there for most of the race. Like I said, Dixon, Sato, probably Kanaan. You're looking for the guys that can tune the car the best over 500 laps or 200 laps, excuse me.
0: I gotcha, and and they can do tuning to the cars while they're driving around with the different ARBs, right? The the anti-roll bars and whatnot. They have control over which ones, front okay. and rear, just one side
1: front and rear they can change the stiffness uh, front and back of the car and then they have a weight jacker device on the car oh yes what so does weight jacker like mean so, by the way what, I, what does that do as far as so it's a it's a piston it's a hydraulic piston that sits in the right rear corner of the car and you can you can take positions away from it or add positions to it and what it does is it adds cross weight to the car so it'll yeah. like, if, if you're if you're tight you can add cross weight to the or you can, I'm sorry you can Take cross weight away to free the car up. You basically put more nose weight on it. Right. And they use that a lot. They use that a lot under green flag conditions because the fuel's in the back of the car. They, they they're all it's carbon fiber monocoque. They don't really weigh much. So they're super sensitive to weight transfer. So as you're burning fuel off, the front of the car is getting heavier in relation to the rear of the car. So you have to dial the nose back out of it. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
2: And no, no other motorsport uses that, right? maybe uh, I NASCAR, don't
1: know what's this nascar had nascar had the track bar they used to be able to check track, track, track mark. Mark. yeah oh but i i vaguely remember something about that breaking. Hmm. they couldn't figure out how to do the software right and like they, these guys would go to adjust
3: their track bar on their steering wheel and it would just broke the track bar huh. well can they still dive wedge into the back with the weight jacker
0: can they still stick the wrench down in the back and spin it i'm sure yeah, they probably probably still yeah, do that. Sure they get,
3: but they're yeah, they don't but, want to. they can not do an in car anymore. Right, oh, all right.
0: Right. So as far as in car adjustments go, they probably can only do like brake buys and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Alright. So the prediction is there is no prediction because evidently the Indy five hundred is unpredictable. That sounds a
2: lot like NASCAR.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, NASCAR is pretty unpredictable. <laughs> Uh, unlike, uh, Formula One, which, uh, especially today was extremely. Yeah, I appreciate
2: you, uh, Rick, you haven't hammered on me for when I said I was simple minded and I can't process everything that's going on in the race. Formula One, it's like, there goes my guy, he's still <laughs> in seventh, you know, for the last two hours I can get up, take a shit, and I can come back and nothing's changed. It's kind of nice, but kind
3: of boring. <laughs> point. I mean, there was a little bit of uh, stuff going on today with
2: F1, like, when's the last
3: time the guy that won qualifying
2: crashed and then didn't start the race? Yeah, yeah. but wait, I I wanted to ask you guys this, though, hold on, because, now, I never grew up watching wrestling or anything like that, but I feel like Formula 1, as far as motorsports goes, and what got me hooked was, I needed convincing, I didn't start watching it like four or five years ago, because of him, and we went to Montreal to a race, but, uh, so, yeah, I've watched it live, but what the personality is what kind of gets you hooked, and then you kind of you fall for, like, a team and a driver and this and that. So with IndyCar, is it the same way? Do they hype up the way they do, like, like, the way that NASCAR used to? So that's the reason why I don't watch NASCAR anymore is because the drivers don't really... There's nothing really to them. They're just, like, names. So that's why I kind of gravitated from NASCAR to Formula One was because there was a lot of personality and there's a lot of emotion. You get kind of hung up in it, and you just... You end up, like, I, I laugh out loud in different situations. Like, when Botas had the, you know, his friggin' lug nut was all uh, burned down and he can't get the wheel off. I'm laughing out loud because I'm like, sorry, sack of shit. You're, <laughs> you're a <f-."> you know? <laughs> and it's just the <laughs> dumbest thing. But stuff like that, it just kind of, I don't know. So, I think uh, getting back to IndyCar, I'm going to start watching again. I'm going to set my dial to record it.
0: Because there's nothing
2: else to watch. I well, watch.
0: We're all gonna watch the 500 next week. Well, of course, but happen. I'm just saying
2: I gotta start. There's nothing like I literally record nothing else. on, like I don't know why I, I pay for cable. I record Formula One, and that's it. And I pay like 200 bucks a month in cable. Oh
3: my god! When I could just be oh getting 10
2: bucks a month in. Uh, you you, you know. should do the F1 TV
0: thing for. $7 and then I'm sure there's get. an app
2: for IndyCar, you know. I'm gonna you the
3: car subscription. What is it? I'm gonna get you a Dirt Vision subscription.
1: Yeah, start
2: Dirt watching, Vision. Out, look, I'm just one of those, but this is out, this goes in line with it. I am just tough to transition and to get into a new interest, and that's why I guess I'm using the analogy of cable. I'm like the old timer, like, oh, you can't take my cable, you know. I'm gonna keep watching it, even though I'm not using it. It's a comfort thing. So I need to get yeah. away from that and just start downloading the stuff I watch, the content I need. You know. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think. But I that's what me. this is. What I used to love about uh, Speed Vision back in the day. I feel like that. Pretty much kind of, I know it was heavy on NASCAR, but didn't it cover everything 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Remember that? Speed Channel? Speed
0: Channel. Yes.
3: Speed Channel. Yeah. Whatever it was a long time ago. i be happy with it. Like, look at the cast of characters in IndyCar. There's a there's a cool bunch of guys is there. there is? And it's kind of neat, because in, like, F1, all the teammates seem to hate each other, and then you've got, like, six guys in IndyCar that will pool together. So the way I see it is, like, IndyCar is almost like the World Formula Group at the New Hampshire Target.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know what, dude? I can see that. I can absolutely see They're that.
3: They're all friends. They can't yep. help each other. Won't we'll slit each other's throat on the
0: track. But as soon as we're done, we're like best friends again. Right. You know, like, right. just the way it is. You know, you know what? this cool That's life. a great point because I listened to the uh, official F1 podcast recently, and I listened, it was a Roman Grosjean's episode. And he was talking about his, uh, his comparisons with IndyCar and F1, now that he is an IndyCar. And uh, one of the great things he said was, like, you know, in F1, you're not really friends with many of the drivers. You don't get to talk to them very often. You don't get to see them, really, until you're all up on track. And uh, he was like, you know, I go to the race at Barber, or whatever race it was, and, like, all the drivers camp in their RVs overnight, so I did it with an RV overnight one, one weekend and uh like all you know the six seven of them all just joined together and like in f1 you can't get answers out of guys you can't be like hey how do you do this how do you do that but he said like um uh what was it it was a it was a great little quip of knowledge that other indycar drivers gave him and it was really interesting so was
2: basically saying you never would he would never would have got that information in F1. right and
0: so yeah he, he asked these IndyCar dudes like what are you guys doing here and or like he was saying like I do this and they were like no 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 don't do that you're supposed to do this and he's like you would never get that in F1 ever right. you would never get feedback from your competitors about how to actually go faster so
2: yeah right F, F1's cutthroat man it is i don't know nhka the two weeks now that i've been up there I, I feel like i ask people uh you know the fastest line they're like don't lift, just send it. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Well,
0: don't, like... <laughs> I mean... People will give you, like, you know, bullshit. They'll be like, yeah, go, don't lift, send it. It might be joking around with you. But for the most part...
2: I kind of added... I added that for Koei Sounds like right?
0: a damn it day response.
2: Like, yeah, you just don't lift. <laughs> uh, actually, I think he did say that, but, um...
0: <laughs>
3: I actually had to laugh on your last podcast. You you are wondering what gear I was running for Canaan. If you walk over and ask me, I will tell you what gear I'm running. <laughs> yeah, care.
2: well, I, I and I was pretty uh, open and honest that I'm so new. I'm not really going to be playing with much of anything at this point, you know.
0: Well, you're lucky because you're renting a cart from a team every weekend, right? And you can just tell them, "Hey, I don't feel like." Yeah, have that is funny,
2: right? Like, so I'm renting, and it's like I could very easily just be like, "Yeah, let's switch the gears," and I don't even have to do anything. But yet. I have no interest in doing it because i i just feel like i'm the car c- continually keeps getting faster so why change anything until i all right yeah you're right in that respect if
0: you're if you can keep getting faster what you're driving i understand right. where you're not going to do setup changes exactly. but, uh
1: that's how i run it
0: yeah exactly well, that's, that's how you should run it you should get to the to between the point and, uh, what are you saying
1: i said between revluff and cycle uh the only change i made on my car was the gear nice I didn't yep. make I
2: didn't make any handling changes to it. I just I unloaded it and I raced it. Yep. So, uh, sorry. So, Rick, wait, were you uh, geared a little bit more for top end or for acceleration? Would you say? End. Top
3: really? end. Really? Ooh. Okay.
0: okay. All right. Interesting. What was that yeah, uh, gear barely. ratio? If you don't mind telling sixty people. Yeah. No, don't don't even give it away.
3: <laughs> you got to keep some barely secrets. Barely on the rev limiter. Let's put it that Really? Way. Wow.
0: No shit. And I'm mm-hmm. guessing Archambault was doing the
2: same thing because you guys would just
0: times, you know...
3: He was one-two different, I'm pretty sure.
0: Gotcha.
2: Ah, uh, so gotcha. I don't know... I don't even know what gear ratio I had. I feel like an idiot. All I know is that thing was freaking fast through the turns and um, halfway down each straight, three times I'd be on the limiter for a long time. Yeah. So. But I wasn't really, you know... I wasn't up at the front to really gauge it, how much the difference was, you know? Right. So... That's good to know. Hmm. How did we get talking about karting from... Uh, well, I mean, we <laughs> pretty
0: much expended all the IndyCar stuff. We yeah, made, we we made our non-predictions, I mean, basically. and uh,
2: No, I know. We were
0: talking
3: about talent and just the personalities. Yeah. That's well, how we... One other thing about IndyCar. Okay, Let's yep. talk about this. Five races into the season, right?
0: How many different winners do we have? Five. Yep. three of them first time winners
3: yeah it's crazy no wins from Team Penske I mean the pair in oh, wow. IndyCar it's unbelievable
0: yeah I didn't realize there were no wins from Penske yet that's, that's really nuts
3: no. so who's making and the engines
2: for next IndyCar how many engine builders do you have two just two, two. Wow.
1: Chevy Honda Chevy Honda yep they used to they used to have Lotus which was built by Judd and uh, that thing was a f- boat anchor for Lack of a better term. Um,
3: Interesting. Yeah, but the best was back in the nineties when they had like Buicks and they had Chevys, they had Fords, Mercedes. I mean, they had everything, and it was cool. Like the Buicks were always super fast, but they'd blow up in like three laps. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Who's that the fun. Who's the, the John big John Ford... cars? Yeah, the John Menard cars.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Ford's not in it in IndyCar as a manufacturer. Ford's
1: not really
0: doing much of uh, engine supplying and anything these days.
2: No, you're right. Nope. They even backed yeah. out of GT? Oh, by Roush. Oh, that's right. Well, Roush, um, I got his autograph up there. You can't see it. Pretty cool. Actually, I got him. Actually, look, so You can see it over there. I think it's like the whole team. What is that, actually? Can you see that from here?
0: Yeah, it's the NASCAR team. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: the Jack oh. Roush NASCAR. I got like the from whole... From forever ago. Yeah, from forever ago.
0: That was really awesome how he like went off mic so that nobody else could really hear what you were saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to look around. You know, but...
0: um. This episode of the Formula Hooligan Podcast is brought to you by Newport Propane.
2: Wait, wait, now Alex, does anyone even use propane anymore? Do
0: you live under a rock, Charles? Well,
2: I know you can grill with it, Uh but can you cook on the stove with it? Yes. Heat the house with it? Of course. Warm up the pool? Mm Mm-hmm. Fuel my flamethrower so I can melt snow with it? All right, slow down, Charles. What about when the lights go out? A propane generator will do you, right? Okay, okay, so who would I talk to if I want propane in my house?
0: Newport Propane, of course. They've been family-owned and operated for over 60 years now, so I'd say they know a thing or two about propane installation and delivery. Not to mention, they'll come out and give you a free estimate on any propane systems you're thinking about adding to your home. Sounds good to me. How do I get in touch with them? You can call them at 401-847-6878 or visit them online at newportpropane.com. That's 401-847-6878 or newportpropane.com. Newport Propane, proudly serving the Rhode Island area for over 60 years. Uh, you know what I would really like to get into is get into kind of Kieran's story because Kieran does a very different version of kart racing that we do here in the N H K A. We do, you know, we do the sprint kart racing over natural, natural uh, terrain, road courses and such like that. Kieran does something very different, very uh, outlandish in comparison, just with how much power you guys deal with. But you do sprint outlaw karts, which is basically. Is that correct? Is that what you would call it? A sprint outlaw card? It's
1: it's an outlaw car. Outlaw car. It's just an. it's an outlaw card. Outlaw card. Just an, yeah, just an outlaw card. Right, right.
0: So, it's over. basically we like make a sprint
1: hand turns. What's this now? I said like we make the left-hand turns.
0: You make the left-hand turns, right? You do dirt ovals, yeah. but it's basically yeah. a go-kart that looks like a sprint car because you got the giant wing that goes over you. Oh, and yeah. you guys, so for comparison, like what I drive now, I drive a two-stroke 125cc motor that puts out about 28 to 30 horsepower given on you know give a take who you're talking to really um yeah what do you guys put out for power
1: so yeah basically we have it's like you said it's a little tiny sprint car more or less Um uh, yep. my engine uh before it blew up last night was uh it's, it's a it's a 1998 honda cr500 two-stroke engine and uh 500 cc displacement. to zip displacement. Uh, I got, mine's got a 4 mil stroke on it. And I would say it puts out probably about 70 pounds, or 70, 70 to 75 horsepower to the rear wheels. Yeah. Wow. And That's... the car with me in it weighs four, uh 500 pounds, I think.
2: So, so you're only a couple hundred pounds, not even 150. Yeah, 150 pounds. Us? Yeah, heavier than yeah, what we're dealing with. But
0: still, 70-something horsepower to the wheels. Like, <laughs> when I said 20 to 30 horsepower, I meant Lots at the wheels. motor. I didn't say the wheels. Yeah. So we're probably making twenty horsepower at the wheels with the one twenty fives. You guys are doing seventy to seventy five with five hundred cc two strokes. And I've seen yeah. I've seen multiple videos that you've shown to me, obviously, and it is insane. And the The tracks you guys race on, they can look like. Is it Red Bluff? Is the outdoor track that you race at? No, Red Bluff's the indoor track. Red Bluff's Full indoor. Room. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those indoor tracks look like paper clips. You guys like slow way the hell down. I mean, not not slow, but you guys go through those corners, and then when you come out of turn two or turn four. It's like and then you slow right back down. It's insane oh, yeah. it's, to watch those videos. We're,
1: we're running we run nine second laps at Red Bluff. Oh my god. Yeah, so what what,
2: what is a, what do. does a wreck look like in uh, in your world? It sounds like it's Usually uh it isn't looks, it sky, dirt, it like sky, dirt? Crash. Yeah. Are you buckle <laughs> are you buckled in dirt. this thing or no? no is no. it like a cart, like yeah, a ladle? It's
1: so you can you, there's a lot of guys there's some guys that have full containment seats, but I basically have a full seat that holds into my car and I, I have to run I wear a five point harness with a Hansel device.
0: yeah you gotta I would think
1: yeah I haven't had one of those sky dirt sky dirt accidents yet but I've flopped over on my side a couple of times and it's definitely pretty weird
0: I'm sure it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: I still would rather go sky dirt sky dirt in a five point harness than in a cart with yeah, nothing yeah cause in a cart it yeah. might be you well tumbling. no it's just you just flapping around yeah. you know, and then the cart hits you like a snowmobile accident basically yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys
0: are more or less in a cage in your in your uh, your outlaw cards.
1: Yep. yep. I'm in my little safety bubble.
0: Now you did a bunch of wrenching and mechanic work before you decided to buy your own and do driving. How long did you do the mechanic yes. stuff before? For driving, I
1: was a mechanic. I was mostly a mechanic for about eight years, the better part of eight years. Okay. And I I went into it. I went into it knowing absolutely nothing. Um, yep. I went in, I got a job with uh, with QRC, and they're they're a big manufacturer in the sport, uh, the biggest, and they took a chance on some kid from Sacramento who hung around at Cycleland enough times, and uh, it was supposed to be a two-week job, and it wound up turning into two years, and working on their house cars, and eventually, you know, that didn't, it, working there didn't pan out anymore, but I stuck around in the pits, and I, we, I worked with some really great people, Got to do some really cool stuff. I got to win some really big races. It's uh, it's been a trip, dude.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. How did you
1: guys
2: meet
0: again? We met oddly enough. We met at CCRI, and it was I still remember it to this day. It was uh, I was I'm such a f-ing dork, dude. I was at CCRI in the in the cafeteria between classes, showing somebody else i racing on my laptop. That's how much of a dork I was. I was trying to get iRacing to run on my laptop to show other people. So you're that and guy then, that
2: literally has the laptop while he's taking a shit racing? No, 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 okay. no, no. This is, You know, because you still, see all those posts and I'm always like, who is that guy really doing that?
0: No, I was in a public place with my clothes on, okay? Well, no, you
3: can <laughs> I, I no,
2: no judgment here.
0: Regardless, I, I think, I want to say we had a mutual friend because you came down the stairs with somebody that I knew... And I was like, hey, look at this iRacing thing. And then you were like, huh? you have iRacing? Like, you actually knew what it was. And I'm like, wow, nobody knows what this is. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of snowballed from there. I mean, you always... I think around the same time, you, you you moved to California. But it was enough of a connection initially to become friends. And then every time you come back for Christmas, we're always hanging out and, and doing shit. And oh, yeah. Talking to you. Yeah. We text each other a lot anyway. And so that's how we became friends, kind of over a sim racing interest. But then... Obviously, we're both into real racing. Uh, I was doing the rental car thing at the time. I don't even... What were you... I mean, we met in like 2011 or something. Were you doing any racing at the time? No,
1: no. I mean, but I thought I was hot shit. Like, I bought a, I, I bought a fire suit and thought I was a race car driver. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I came out to California, and I got humbled right the f*** away. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I wasn't doing any racing at the time. I always wanted to race, but uh, I never had the money.
0: And then eventually you did get into it. So you did your... Oh, there is a few things we have to talk about within your eight-year career as just a mechanic. You came up with, I know of, one very interesting modification that if... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You had a rule made because of your modification.
1: That's pretty cool. This is my crowning achievement. Yes. Um, please please describe uh, your crowning achievement. Like I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, so... Uh... Never, so they don't they don't do this race anymore. But a couple years ago, they had a race uh, at Big Sky Cartway, Missoula, Montana, called the Wild West Shootout, right? And this place, if you like, it, it's basically it's shaped like Bristol, okay, banking a huge banking for these little outlaw carts to race on, and uh, this place would get like glass slick. So you're going mm. around there like half throttle just trying to get your tires to hook up, and it's super. It was super racy, always a fun trip, and. Uh, I got to. I was working with this kid. His name's Jesse Caldwell. Uh, he ended up going down the road to become a power ride champion. And he got to do some cool scenery. race car But beside the point, this kid and I, we had a great relationship. He'd come to the shop and ride my ass just to be a pain in the ass. And uh, I was like, you know what? Bring your car down here. But we brought his car down one night, and I said, I'm gonna try. I want to throw some stuff at this car. So I want to. When we go back to Montana, I want to. Like, I want this thing to win. So. I got this crazy harebrained idea to put a third wheel on the rear axle of this car right. in the square in the middle between the other two <laughs> just to be able to put more of this horsepower to the ground. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, we showed up We showed up at cycling with it because I figured it would be a good place to test it. And uh, went and qualified. I want to say we were, like, seventh quick. Uh, I think we won our heat race, and then... We finished third in the main event with this third wheel and tire. And now nobody, nobody
0: said ball. anything, and nobody disqualified you before the event. Oh, Obviously no, not, but you run. But um, yeah, I'm sure. Talking. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: they were talking. They were talking before qualifying was over. Like there were people in our pit right away. And like the guy that runs, the, the, Randy Van Kieran. He was our. Uh, he was the the head official at the time. This uh, like Randy and I have a great relationship now. We're great friends, but uh, the first time Randy and I met each other. He said, uh, he, he, it was about that third wheel on the axle, and he was like, you can't do that. It's against the rules. And I, so I pulled out the rule book, and I said, show me where. <laughs> <laughs> so the very next week, we came back to the driver's meeting, and uh, the, the rule, they changed the, the lettering of the rule, because there's been guys in the past, they'll put skis on the left front. Just wow. To, you know, trying, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a Tilly Bowl thing. Yeah, but uh, they changed the wording of the rule. You, might, you're, you must have a minimum and maximum of four wheels and tires in traditional locations. So gotcha. he put my uh, he put my goofy rear axle to bed right away.
2: So you had to customize all that, right? I mean, to get that to work, yep. must have
1: not. I mean, not really. I had to take the axle out of the car and uh, I put a hub and a wheel down the middle of so, it. So your hubs
0: will go through an axle on both sides because the way I, I I picture our carts is the axle I'm, Rick correct me if I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure the axle will eventually hit the end of the hub it can't go through right?
3: Yeah but I mean if you just ringed out the edge of the hub the end of the hub would be pretty quick and easy to machine one that went right over I sure. mean a lot of the hobo carts, they just go right over and they'll go right onto the axle gotcha. Yeah they go right onto the axle we have
1: two pinch screws that clamp it down um it's uh it, we, cuz we do a lot with rear wheel spacing too like yep. we'll move if we'll move the left rear out to tighten the car up on exit or move the right rear out to free it up on entry sure yep so yeah. we're, we're we're always moving shit around and the hubs so the hubs go straight through i just, you know the, the tricky thing then was the keyways were offset on the axle so i had to like i had to hang it on one side Oh. And somehow, I just like squeeze it underneath the tail of the car. I'll show you guys a picture a little bit later. Yeah, I wish yeah. we had an
2: ability to show a quick video or a photo. That'd be cool. I, I actually cool. have. I think you showed me. I yeah. I
0: don't Kieran, Kieran sent it to me one time. I, I think just through a text. I don't think I ever saved it. But at the time, I was showing people like, Can "You look what my buddy did." Yeah. And it's it's wild. You see the two tires where they're supposed to go, and then there's just one in the <laughs> middle. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Oh, you got it?
1: No, oh, I don't know how, how well you can see it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, there it, is. there it is. Holy shit! That's yeah. it. Cool.
0: So it looks like a front tire.
1: It was a front tire. I couldn't. Yep. I couldn't have. I didn't have enough room to weasel a back tire in there because it would have rubbed on the tail cone. Um, yep. But basically, uh, I had the, I had that thing set up with two inches of stagger that night, and uh, because of the front the front tires are smaller. So in order to get it to, like, actually work, I had to put something like
3: 35 pounds of air in that <laughs> tire. Oh,
0: my God.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Holy Just crap. Surprised that you didn't get I'm surprised that you didn't get hit up with the old, in the spirit of the rules, in the rule book. Oh, box. no, I, that I did definitely every did. Rule book. Yeah, I definitely did. They were like, it's not the spirit of the rules. And I
1: said, well, it's not in the rule book either, so what do you want from me here?
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. You got any more that you ever did, or was that basically your one crowning achievement?
1: That was my one, like, that was my one smoky eunuch achievement. Um, I I never really got too crazy after that. I tried to do some stuff with, like, wickers and whatnot, but nothing was ever as prolific as the third tire on the rear axle. Yeah
0: that's a good one that's a really good one I love that
1: I had, I had an idea to build a uh, like because like, we we adjust our front ends like the, the left front like when I was talking about weight jackers earlier there's a way like when we have to adjust the ride right height in our left front we have a, a threaded kingpin so oh, what I was going to do okay. I was going to build I was going to build like a, a knob ratchet device that would be sit outside the cockpit and you could adjust your left front as you were driving Interesting. To make the car
3: group Yeah. Screw that. I got your foot. Yeah. <laughs> I never. I never pulled the trigger <laughs> on that one. Just a ratcheting handle on the top of the kingpin. Yeah. You could use your left foot. Yeah. Just kick it a couple times. This
2: reminds me of that six. What was it? Six wheel Formula One car. Remember the front wheels? Yeah. Yeah. The six wheel. Is it four on each side? The Or two on each side.
0: Correct. Kieran's got it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's actually Rick. You was saying earlier before we started the podcast. You were thinking. Well, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't even talk about that. <laughs> Seeing never as would fly. It, would, it would yeah, it would never. A car. It would never fly. It would never fly. Yeah. <laughs> I could see like, you know, they can make the extended porch for tall people. You could probably use a bit of that extended porch to throw a few more uh through uh, stub axles on there. God, <laughs> the
3: I'm pretty sure I could figure it
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh So for the last year or two years, Karen, you've been a driver, correct? Is it one year or two years now?
1: No, since, uh, not even one year dude, since like July, July, August, Okay. I bought bought my first car. I picked up the motor in July and I bought the car beginning of August, I think. It was right around the time uh, Knoxville happened, the Knoxville Nationals. Nice, and uh, you've had
0: some relative success, right? I've seen you run P3 and P2 in some heats, no wins yet, correct?
1: I won a heat race in Oregon. I've never won one in California. Oh, okay. I was I was gonna win that one last one last night. My engine blew up. Heartbreak uh, city. I know. Um, but I mean, like I like I like you said, you were saying I've been around the sport for like seven eight years, strictly in mechanic capacity. And yeah. I, in that time, I've seen a lot of people come and go in the sport. Like people that just bought it to try it or try and get into it. And you know, you can tell who the squids are and who you know who's actually there to. Because that's, you know, potential, and uh, I did not when I when I bought that car I did not foresee myself being as quick as I was out of the box. Yeah. And neither did it, neither did anybody else because I hear it all the time and it's honestly kind of irritating to the point because I got into someone last night and she was like, "You're better than that," and I'm like, "I've been racing for eight months. I'm lucky <laughs> to be as good as I am." Like <laughs> yes, I am better than that, but got me some slack here. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, Rick, you have some circle track experience too, don't you? In a yeah, not I in a. Uh, what did you do?
3: That's how I started karting.
0: Right. Right. So I used you, to run
3: champ carts.
0: So what? What were champ carts exactly? What are they powered by? And you know, are they offset? Pretty
3: set? much the same looking. Chassis is what he's running, except for they're much less horsepower. They had a flathead five horse Super Stock Briggs, which was okay. fully modified five horse Briggs motors, which probably put out like maybe twenty horse.
0: Maybe. Oh wow, that's still pretty cool for a four stroke motor.
3: Yeah, they were pretty. They were pretty radical. I mean, there was a lot of work done to those engines, and I used to my grandfather and I used to build our own engines, which was pretty cool because yeah. we never I never had the money to buy them. So, yeah, you know, pretty fun. Yeah, how much?
0: Yeah, how much fun. would a base motor cost you? And then how much would it be to modify it to get to twenty horsepower?
3: I mean, so we're talking like early nineties. I mean, it was probably okay. fifteen hundred bucks, sixteen hundred bucks for a real good motor, which okay. I was running like here. Here's a three hundred dollar engine, and you do it and make it work. So gotcha. Yeah, it was pretty fun
0: yep and were you did you live in the northeast doing that
3: yeah i used to actually race at um sugar hill speedway in londonderry where archie our tech guy used to own that track oh no shit huh yeah so funny backstory like i used to race ryan who finished second quite a bit yeah he used to dominate me because you know he had the resources, and don't get me wrong, he's really good. So last week's win over Ryan, flying Ryan Archibald was uh, kind of a big deal because I've been racing that against that kid since I was like twelve. Yeah, nice. That that's cool. You guys kind of come
0: full circle into uh, sprint car, sprint carts, whatever you want to call it, racing. You know, right and left yeah. hand turns. Yeah. And uh, we should mention, I mean, everybody probably knows it, like who is listening, but you did win the Hooligan Light class two weeks ago. Yes. you were the Only winner
3: because you weren't
0: racing alex oh stop it
3: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: up on his own podcast
0: uh you know i had my own day
2: <laughs> wasn't up. That was sarcastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you guys i mean i got to watch you guys do it, it it is different now this year watching you guys race seeing as i'm in a different class now um but it is fun i did i mean you guys had a fantastic the two of you had a fantastic race with the lead you guys swapped it a few times how long were the final races? I don't even remember how many laps.
3: I think it was twelve or fourteen laps. I can't okay. remember Not enough. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> was,
0: they are short races, but uh,
3: yeah, yeah, real quick, my... you're when you're leading, like oh, that's the true. Last, yeah. the next lap is the last lap. For yeah, to be good. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so wait, wait, run through the uh, that
2: final race though. How, what? Because obviously, me being out there, I didn't watch it. What What was going on? I mean, were you guys like how close was it?
3: It was close. I mean, he was. I think I got him. So I started third because I screwed up on gearing in the in the pre final. I ended up dropping like three teeth. You wanted to ask me about top end. I didn't even come close to the rev limiter in the pre final. Oh shit. And I brought it. I brought it back a little bit after finishing third in the pre final, and then in the final, I think I got him on like the third lap, and he
0: literally sat maybe a tenth off my bumper for the whole right. rest of the race. Yeah, that's the way I saw it, dude. You guys have come by, just nose the tail every single time nice. It was intense. It was and, really that's intense awesome. to watch. When
3: it, we got the checkers, and we I like looked back, and I was like, yep, yeah, he's right there, and then I looked back again, and there was nobody else there. I was like, oh, okay. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, uh, wow. I'm very, very guilty of that look-back thing. I mentioned it in the last episode. I actually smacked the wall, and uh got away with it. I did have a bit of vibration the rest of the race, but uh, it was funny. You know, I hit the, the red and white plastic barrier. When I came back in and was assessing it, The a chunk of that plastic barrier came off and it was in the bead of the rim. Somehow that tire held air.
2: It was stuck in there like a shiv.
0: Yeah, I somehow made it. And then I, I took that little plastic piece out and I reinflated the tire and checked for holes and no leaks. I, I got away with murder with that one. It was really nuts. That
3: was a little... That was a little payback karma from OBRP last year for you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I get screwed with a with a malfunction that doesn't happen to anybody. Oh yeah. So I get away with murder. Never heard of it. Never Kieran, Kieran of it. have you ever heard of a valve stem core backing itself out and popping out of a tire? Yes,
1: because it happened
0: on a car I was working on. No way! You're the only person. You're yeah. the only person. Yeah. That I know that you've he heard of that.
1: Hey, any, anything, you, anything you've ever heard of happening to a race car, it's probably happened to one of mine. Jesus. Yeah, it's it ha- it's very rare, but yeah, that like it backed out. And it was mid- I mean, we were leading the feature, and then he pulls in with a flat right rear. Like,
0: this Sounds this like my goddamn day.
1: day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the f*** happened? I'm looking at the right rear, and it's like, oh, the cap's gone. Graves.
0: No. What a heartbreak. For you.
1: What are you going to do? Racing, bro.
0: That is racing.
2: We should have brought all of Alex's trophies over to put them in the
0: background. So no. We <laughs> oh, compared to Rick's collection? Yeah. Well, Rick's got some really tall ones back there. That doesn't look like NHK uh, trophies. Yeah, that looks is that like gymnastics? Off. What is that? A lot of them
3: are from Sugar Hill.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you oval guys, you guys get the better trophies, I gotta say.
3: I judge a there's trophy by there. its That's weight. Really cool.
0: What's this? There's
3: one back there that's really cool. It's what? got a couple names on it. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, the World Formula Trophy. You don't you've never seen the World Formula Trophy? No. <laughs> no. Dude, I like a, I said I have, have three cha-
3: trophy.
0: I have 3 championships. I've never gotten a trophy for any of them.
3: You have two COVID
0: year Stop. No, I have 3. I don't care if they said it didn't count. Everybody showed up that it was supposed to show up and race every week. Except for you, maybe. What about me? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was gonna win pretty handily against you in New York until I had my what backing up. Uh, was. Was. Right. God, the these guys the are rough.
3: Yeah. As they should be. <laughs> How about the race before the one in New York when your engine wasn't right and I beat you by eight seconds at Canaan?
0: Well, it wasn't right.
2: <laughs> what was wrong with it? I don't remember that.
0: The the valve. Uh, what was that? The first thing I ever learned in
3: racing is that you win more races right here than you do at the track.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is true. Yeah. That's all part of it. It is part of it, and it, it does. Uh, you know, I'll be more educated this year doing the Rotax stuff as opposed to the World Formula stuff about how to work on a motor because you can't touch a World Formula really you know and you usually never have to what's this
3: that's gonna be tough that's my problem with the shifters I don't know shit about that thing yeah I didn't drive it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I I don't know how I had as good of a weekend as I did last time we went out where I I got third in a cart that was too tall for me tires that are way too worn, in a motor that I never even started before that day it just willpower bro yeah it was a lot of willpower yes it was
1: mind over matter it, it Dude, was. you could drive anything. What's that? Facts. You can drive anything. I've said it for as long as I've
0: known you. If I worked on your car and you drove it, or if you drove my car, we'd never lose a race. Oh, well. I appreciate that. <laughs> you guys have more confidence in me than I
1: do.
2: Yeah, this goes back. We were just talking. We were talking about how, it, like, X one, those shitty rental carts. You would, uh, you kind of just walk away from everybody and everyone's complaining this thing's shit but then somehow you're just like
0: to be fair it took some time to get to that point as much like you know kieran was talking about doing mechanic work for eight years before getting in a cart i basically did all the driving work for eight i like five six years before i got my own cart and started getting into it so i had to become a good driver racing beat to shit rental carts to be successful. I had to jump in the dogs and still finish in the top three and learn, you know, and learn how to do it to be successful. So
2: it's a good skill. In, in a way, work. I
0: really learned how to drive early on, and I'm not the greatest. Drive with shit
2: though. Not tri- not the other way around. So if you had all the money in the world and you start out with something really nice, yep, you're not going to learn as much. Right, right. You know what I mean. You're
0: missing out renting from DRT and not doing any wrenching. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm not missing out <laughs> on shit. I like my sleep. Oh come on. <laughs> Uh, you gotta
2: buy a car, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a, eventually. Right now, you know. Look at the look at
0: the shit behind us. You see this? That's a go kart and a half right there. But no, <laughs>
2: let's just go sim racing. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep. I gotta keep entertained at night. We just went through 15 months of hell. Couldn't yeah. even go anywhere.
0: Yeah, I I know. It is understandable that a lot of this is because of COVID boredom. But I mean, we did race yeah. last year too. I did offer you my True. car for an insane yeah. price as well.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, uh,
0: whatever. We've talked about it before. It's it's never going to go anywhere. But eventually, you should buy one.
2: Hopefully yeah, eventually. Yeah, I'm going to be alive for a while. A long, lot long yeah. longer, I hope so.
1: Just hey, get It right. gets a lot cheaper once you have your own piece.
0: Yes. Yeah, the initial investment is a steep one, but it is cheaper in the long run. Because, I mean, yeah. Yeah. you're paying a good yeah, sum you every week to do So, wait. I'll doing. just
2: give – since we got two extra guests on, I'll give it the uh, old uh, – Similarity here. Like, I bought a mountain bike recently, spent about three grand on it. I'm just continually fixing shit, buying new parts for it, not using it as much as I thought. So, I just wanted... I was worried buying a cart would be similar, you know what I mean? So, that's it why would. I'm renting. Just, you first. Because you to—you got to figure out, you got to gauge how much you're going to do it. Are you going to enjoy it? And, you know what I mean? Is it going to be something that's... Well, you know, you're, why, en- you're no. enjoying the shit out of it, right? Well, yeah. Two two sessions in one race in I mean it's you know it's early you gotta see and also I mean X1 was taken away it's a whole bunch more you guys are so used to I don't know how you do it going up to Canaan like three and a half hours from here it's
0: like yeah, it's
1: a crazy uh...
0: I think Kieran does it outdoes all of us with his travels for racing.
1: Uh I didn't until I had to start working in Santa Cruz but yeah now it's like every Saturday I, I so Monday morning 2am I hit the road to go back to work and uh I work six days, uh, usually t- 12 to eight to 12 hours, and then Saturdays, I have to leave Santa Cruz by like one o'clock, and I can make it in time to qualify at like CycoIn, just barely. Wow. And what
0: time does qualifying start?
1: Uh, cars on track at 4.30.
0: Jesus, Maybe yeah. my
2: problem is I have too many hobbies. No, I, I just, I think you're,
0: <laughs> you're just too worrisome about the to process. I have a
2: lot of time for, for everything. That's the only problem.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, you just, you just consider your weekends like this is what I'm I do. I do wish
2: I bought you a card, though.
0: Yes, you should wish so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just to see, because okay. I really am curious how that thing, like, if I would have just been like, this sucks. You know what I mean? Or would I have been...
0: No, I think you would have been having... Because, dude, like Rick was saying, we're actually so laid back in our class and we help each other out. You would have the most help from everybody, including me. I would still be doing my two-stroke shit, and I would still be like, no, 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 Charles, you're supposed to do this, that, the other thing. And anybody else would do the same for you, dude.
2: Yeah, I know. I, I have no doubt. I'm just saying. I, I wish I got it just for the sheer fact. I've got your suit that you uh, originally wore. So why not take your cart?
0: Yeah, just follow the whole train. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. You just so eventually when you get into like Formula One, I'll be F3 or something like that. You know, I'll be 50 or something, but whatever. Speaking of uh, Formula One and trains,
0: should we even talk about that race?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I did not. What did you enjoy about it. <laughs> uh, Serena Williams I, I failing to remember. figure out how to wave the checkered flag again. She was Did you see her holding it with two hands like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, look, <laughs> it looked like she was going to war. That's what it looked like. She was holding the American flag like I think they, they probably the tell
0: her tell them to do the two hand, you know, like
2: But uh, she was holding the material of the flag wrapped I, Yeah, around. I understand. I wanted to take that flag and hit her in the head. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I don't know.
1: <laughs> tell, us how you, tell me how you
2: really feel. I, I'm a tennis fan, and I hated watching her because she dominated and I just didn't like her. So. Oh, I
0: see. There's a yeah. bit of, uh, there's already bad blood. Yeah, but there's how funny was
2: it was seeing favorite. her standing next to Max? She looked like a giant next to him. It was hilarious.
3: Yeah. <laughs> My Check. favorite part of the broadcast was when they warned us that because it was Monaco that we wouldn't experience a whole lot of passing. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, dude. Th- yeah, this is motorsports, guys, but there's not going to be
3: a I'm great, pretty
2: sure
0: we experienced zero passing. There was passing on lap one. Uh, Perez some went side... from, like, knife? Yes, but okay. no on-track overtakes whatsoever, which I know everybody busts that races balls about, like, oh, nobody can pass. There's never any passing. And... Even still, there'll be, like, a, a ballsy one into Raskaz or one coming out of the tunnel that somebody will attempt.
2: This year, yeah, there was nothing.
0: Nothing! Literally nothing. I don't think, I mean... There was no yellow flag. No, no yellow flags. No incidents. All the overtakes happened in the pit lane, which was pretty incredible for Vettel and Perez, who made up, like, five points or five positions. To I think Perez started ninth, ended up fourth. Vettel, so, I'm not sure where he was, but ended but, up fifth.
2: Alex, this goes back to the difference though in form, Formula 1 at least uh, my understanding it's like you get so engaged in the personalities and everything that the actual racing becomes second I was just so happy to see what? Lewis complaining about oh you know how uh, they f***ed up with the gap they thought by going uh, hard tires he would be able to catch back in front of Gasly and uh, Vettel and he didn't And right. just hearing him complain and seeing Botas' race fall yeah. shit I got enjoyment out of that I mean of course I want to see good racing but at the end of the day, I marvel at the ability on those courses, and they do the same in any car, but the, just, I mean, tapping those, those walls, you know what I mean, where they, you see the tire just scraping it? Yeah,
0: the slow-mo shots coming out of the, the swimming pool section, it's they incredible. get really close to that wall, sometimes touch it, I forget,
2: they, do, they somebody
0: got away with it today, where they did just get like, you know, just a Press. little bit of the tire Press. into the wall, and the wall flexes just enough to where there's no damage, and it's like, oh my yep. god. So it is a spectacle to see that. But uh, yeah, the race was about as cliche as you could make it today. Just no action. It was a big parade, except for my, when the pits came around.
1: My favorite part of it was when it was over.
2: It was when it was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was actually about to say my second favorite part of it in Serena was uh, the uh, golf livery. Um, oh yes, the McLarens did look. Once very again, guys, sexy. all of this, and I'm you know shoot myself in the foot here. None of it has to do with the racing. I'm realizing how funny it is. It's like <laughs> I liked his outfit. You know? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, uh, I mean it's actually who got the uh, fastest lap point. Was it, I don't even was know. It, I don't know either. I was watching it oh, It was like Yuki, but it didn't count because he was 16th, and you have to be in the top 10. Oh,
0: maybe it was something like that. It was. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Hamilton because Hamilton was so far back from being able to get 60, he came in oh, he? and he got the fastest lap, which, you know, know, now Verstappen has taken the championship lead by five points. He has 105 points. Hamilton has 100. And Red Bull has manufacturer 100.
2: points leading too now, right? they're leading on I fronts.
0: don't know I wouldn't be surprised cuz Valtteri has retired twice now this season. Yeah,
2: it's not sure.
0: While both Red Bulls have finished every race. So, yeah, could be. I think it's going to be a situation though where like, you know, Red Bull always specializes at Monaco and they'll make it up in this race as they did, but then rest of the year I think it's going to be un- uh, of
2: course going to be a parade behind Lewis and it's, yeah. yeah, nothing's going to change. And Lewis not. is going to talk about global warming and all these other things and how he's going to leave racing and it's I don't know. Say what you will about him, but he just... He could race with a blindfold, I feel like. He'd win. He is excellent. I would love
0: to see... And people talk about this. I would love to see it, a guy like him go into a different discipline because he's kind Like IndyCar, imagine. Like IndyCar. Correct. I would love to would see what a Lewis Hamilton yeah. would do in an IndyCar. Only because... It'd be dominant now. It'd Well, be- I don't... I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, he is probably the greatest Formula 1 driver there is and you can debate about Schumacher and uh, Senna and you can go as far back Lewis
2: doesn't make mistakes very rarely
0: very rarely and I think he's, he's done as well as he has in the Mercedes and the one time in a McLaren in his rookie year but I think he we haven't seen him do any other disciplines his entire Formula 1 career he's been Formula 1 and that's it you have Alonso who will go and experiment with the uh, Le Mans, and even Nico Hulkenberg did it once and had good success with that and now you see Roman has crossed over into IndyCar and is doing decent you know he got pole and oh yeah he, and
2: wait he, real quick back why is he not why did he opt out of the 500
0: uh, <clears throat> All of
1: oil he doesn't want to be olive because
2: of the uh, accident risk and everything
1: yeah he's just, it's, just they're, they're, it's safer on road courses they don't, they're not going as fast and it's yeah. not as precarious well you guys saw the accident Johnson wouldn't run the oils
2: yeah i don't blame i mean yeah. you saw the accident he survived where he literally sh- i don't want to say should but he was pretty much dead I mean, he was on fire for 30 seconds or more yeah. um so yeah i can understand that he cheated death once Dude, I'll,
3: give you, I'll give you this like the f1 it's not good racing but those are the best drivers in the world like those wow. guys
2: i'm surprised
0: to hear that from you man drivers yeah absolutely like i mean there's a history of it
3: you look back in indy you look at like nigel mansell when he came over and he just dominated right right yes back in last week at the indy gp i mean it's not like i don't think i'm not saying that the indy car drivers aren't good like scott dixon is really really good but those f1 drivers are amazing i mean as boring as monaco was today those cars are amazing cars they're the best technologically advanced cars in the world and there was no conscience on a street course I mean, right
0: that's yeah that's impressive it is impressive Good
3: But in point. Point.
2: yeah but now boring. this is actually it's really boring
0: it was it was
2: yeah i mean i do find myself doing multiple things while watching Yeah. <laughs>
0: this is a, a big I love topic to <laughs> lewis
2: hamilton in an indie car
3: love to see
0: yeah that. And it's it's been a big topic recently in, in a lot of stuff that I listen to, podcasts or TV or whatever, where it gets brought up that we should have IndyCar guys testing F1 cars, and it just doesn't seem to happen. And IndyCar this year especially is touting their driver lineup as being one of the best ever, and yet we still have no IndyCar guys that that test Formula One cars. It's Wh- gonna this year. What's this? Padua, War- Padua War- right is gonna test the mclaren because he won at texas right yes race, get the test. that is gonna happen you are he correct gets, yep he,
1: he gets to run at abu dhabi
0: yeah that so when's the last he's probably the first indycar guy to test an f1 car and i don't know how long i think as long as i've been watching f1 i don't know of anybody doing it and i've been watching for 10 years
1: it happens it, it happens more often than you think. they just don't talk about it very much like Marco Andretti tested the Honda back in 2006. okay uh, Tony Canaan also tested the Honda, but I want to say that was a year sooner. Uh, it, I mean it, it happens it's just not highly publicized. I got Scott you. Dixon was a, Scott Dixon was a Williams test driver. You know, yes, I
0: did know Williams, about that I didn't
1: know that yeah. no shit. Yep, Thomas Schechter was a Jaguar race driver, as was Justin Wilson. Um,
0: yes, okay. Yeah, yep. I'm, trying to, What's,
1: I'm trying to think of the more F1 rejects, but... Uh, where did Scott
2: Dixon part. come from, discipline-wise? Has he always been... Like, I saw the... Uh, he has a special on Netflix, I think. I saw some of it. Scott
3: Dixon. Wasn't he the
2: driver that had a special on there? Has he always been an IndyCar driver?
3: Yeah, well, he was racing Formula Ford, the new Zealand. I think is pretty much, like where he came from, and then oh, okay. over here. He got a ride, in, an Indy Lights
1: ride with Pac West that turned into a cart ride, and uh, then Pac West shuttered, and Dixon went to Ganassi, and as a rookie, his third race, he won on the Oval in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Wow. And then I think the very, ne- the very next year, they went to IndyCar, and first race was at Homestead, Miami in 2003, and he won that race, too. Oh, my goodness. The championship, Yeah. So oh, Dixon's wow. pretty much he's been goaded ever since he got to IndyCar. Right. No shit. Yeah, he won on Homestead when it was still flat.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember when Homestead was flat. Yeah.
3: yeah. Wow, that's yeah, insane. He's arguably, he, arguably one of the best IndyCar drivers ever.
0: Well, no, would you would you say never. arguably the best? No. Really? No. no way. All right.
3: <laughs> I gotta go with A- it's AJ Point. I mean, there's no... It's AJ Point. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Why, why is that?
3: Because of how many disciplines the guys won in you know, front-engine car, rear-engine car. I mean, the, okay. the career span, the wins. Yep. 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 Have you
1: guys ever heard the story of, uh, of A.J. Foyt having to—he went to Milwaukee the week after Indy back in the 60s, and uh, his Indy car team didn't show up. So he was out there. He raced on Friday night with his, his USAC dirt car. And the, it was a front-engine car, and all the Indy cars were rear-engines, you know, low-to-the-ground lotuses and whatnot. And uh, Foyt's, Foyt's Indy car team didn't show up. So he's like, all right, I'm going to race the dirt car. So he put, he put asphalt tires on the dirt car, qualified the open cockpit front-engine dirt car on the pole. Oh, my goodness. And, led, and led, he led something. like He had like 100-some-odd laps, and I think he finished like second yeah, nice it's God. Awesome, like, He had to make a pit stop.
3: He had to make pit stops. The rest of the guys didn't. There's an awesome picture of that. Like he's like wheeling around like this giant car that sits like twice as high as the Indy cars like around the track. It's amazing.
0: Why was that even allowed to enter? I mean, it was the 60s. You're early on in motorsport, so I I can see the rules being very loosey goosey. But even that's
3: still yeah, impressive. Things were different back then. I mean. You look at, like, the other thing with Foyt that's impressive, you know, his last win in the 500, he built the car. Like, he was the engine builder, car builder, like, really? team owner, driver, like, you name it. You know? Coyote Enterprises, AJ Foyt racing. Yeah, it's amazing, you know.
0: Wow, that, that seems like a legacy that I want I want to research more, to be honest with you. That, that sounds like a hell of a guy.
1: You
3: got, oh, yeah, look up his autobiography.
0: Autobiography. Yeah, okay. right.
3: Surprise of course, sign. I'm Like, watch the video of him when he gets out of his own car because it won't shift while he's driving, and like grabs a hammer and like starts smashing the linkage <laughs> and pit lane, and like you know, race. You know, I mean, it's amazing. Wow. Wow.
0: Uh, yeah, it does sound so, like a hell of a guy. I, I gotta, i you know, I know the name, and he owns the team now, and I. I've heard it a billion times. I really didn't know much about the guy. He sounds like a hell of a guy to, to read up on. I might yeah, have to really get that autobiography.
3: That's my biggest that's my biggest upset for the, this week in qualifying in India. I was hoping those guys would be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I thought with Sebastian Bourdais, they were going to be up in the up in the up at the beginning. There it is. Is
0: that that's on the awesome. right there? Oh, that's killer.
3: Yeah. Wow, Isn't that cool. Yeah. Jeez. Huh. <laughs>
0: Holy shit. That's something. Now, um, Rick, you, you pointed this out for the last episode that we did, and it was uh, we did miss this because uh, we weren't thinking IndyCar at the time. But uh, Bobby Unser, unfortunately, did pass away. And I, I know very little about the guy. I only know basically some of the stories he told in his Dinner with Racers episodes that I've listened to. Um, but maybe you guys can shed some light on more of who he was, because other than a, a few statistics here and there, I, I really don't know much about the guy.
3: Well, that's an indie family for sure. That's, right. uh, that, that team, they've got what? Uh, four. They've got three, six. How many wins they got, do they have? They, have seven, they have? Seven, eight, two, nine wins, says the family? Eight, nine wins, says a family. I think two of them have four. Wow. And no, Bobby. no, Bobby's got three. Al's got four i think little al has two yep i mean that's an amazing family like yeah they come from they raised pikes peak that's where they like started it and then just came to indycar and they've just been amazing you know he's a character he was, was a character some of his stories are hilarious
0: yeah yeah i mean i got that with the dinner at racers episode he was on and even uh robin robin miller's episode on dinner at racers he talked quite a bit about him i think and uh yeah, and all, all all, very entertaining stuff. Did they talk about the turkey? Yes, multiple times. Well, Robin Miller talked about the turkey. What is the turkey story? Because I, I've heard it a few times, but I can't put it all together at the moment. So apparently, he would go
3: to the grocery store and put a turkey in his cart while he was at the Indy 500 and walk around and find a beautiful woman and tell them, that he was in the Indy 500 and he wanted to cook a turkey, but he didn't know how. So he would get the woman to come home with
2: him to help him to cook the turkey. <laughs> Holy shit. That's one Amongst way, that's other activities, way I'm assuming. Might be easier just to yeah. bring a dog with you, but I guess that's... <laughs> Why not a turkey? Yeah. Hey, man, shoot or shoot. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Shoot or
0: shoot, I like that. <laughs>
2: Who are we to judge? He did. He did it right.
0: Oh, wow, that is that is damn one way well, to you do guys it, have
2: managed to uh, to take this entire podcast over and uh, basically eliminated Formula One there I, wasn't
0: really much Formula yeah. One to talk about there, yeah no there,
2: there wasn't actually the one thing we could probably touch on quickly is uh, next week at New Hampshire
0: oh yes we're going racing again Counter, counterclockwise I assume uh, I saw is it a, always counterclockwise no it, what is it Rick are we going clockwise or counterclockwise I think clockwise
3: well, we're going clockwise, but before we move on to that, okay. one thing you guys should look at as not knowing much about the Indy 500 is go back and look in the 60s at how many Formula 1 drivers would come over and one-off the Indy 500 to win it. Pretty amazing. Okay. Yeah, that is pretty cool.
0: Didn't they used to basically used bring to their actually, own cars as well? Like Formula one S cars? Yeah.
3: They would the make Lotus. cars. Yeah, Lotus, McLaren. Yeah.
0: Huh. That's something you would never So wait, see it was
3: there. almost like
2: Le Mans. Like you just had manufacturers bringing their their car and running it. Yeah, yeah, that was the cool. Like action. the innovation of Indy was
0: amazing. Like smoky Unit with a sidecar Indy car. Huh. For, oh yeah, I've seen pictures for of that. the Indy Five Hundred,
3: I mean, they all had right. The, so, the, well, we're planning on going to Austin. Sorry, Rick. What? They have like the you know you've got like the. I don't even know what the called. The STP, the, the friggin' what's the, the name of the car. car. Thank it's you, turban, turban Car, car. thank yeah. you. You know, Whoosh. like just amazing stuff at Indy.
1: But
3: yeah. the innovation's gone now because it's, it's all spec. Yeah, It's spec, you know, it's
1: all wing angles and suspension. Well, alright,
0: so one of the thing that one of the things that IndyCar touts Indycar touts is the racing is so good and I think one of the things that uh that attributes to that is because it is a spec series now what do you guys like it being a spec series because one of the things that attracts me to formula one is the different cars even though they are getting closer and closer and closer to being spec you do get the innovations every once in a while and they are fascinating what do you guys think about indycar even doing something like two tire manufacturers or even you know just changing it up somewhat what, what would you guys want to happen in indycar or do you even want anything to happen
1: I think I'm good with it where it's at um, I like like that's one of the things that drew me to outlaw karts is like I was sitting there on the grandstands and i never felt that way watching a race since the first time I went I like watching I like watching races where the driver it's the, the best driver wins it's not always it's not just you know who you got on the wrenches or what you could do in your race car like I like seeing drivers put their heart into what
3: they do and whatever they get they get sure what do you think, Rick? I actually wish that IndyCar was completely spec the way it is for every race except for Indy. Interesting. Well, that's, okay, That's fair. Yep. Open up the rulebook for Indy. Let the F1 teams build a car. Let yeah. everyone do what they want. Non-points race. Indy's open.
0: Dude, you'd probably that's have like 50-some any- entries for Indy 500 every year if that was the case.
3: No, keep the points yeah, open. you probably have manufacturers, too, like different ones.
0: Yep.
1: The 8500, believe it or not, used to pay uh, Formula One World Driving Championship points. Mm.
0: Yes, I think, yeah, I think I did know that, yep. That was back in the 60s, 70s era, correct? Correct. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Which is funny, because they won't run it now because it's too dangerous, but in the 60s and 70s, like i hate to laugh but you had people dying at indy all the time sure yeah now, well i mean people I were dying in motorsport
0: running. across the board basically
2: well formula one was they said one in was it how many one in uh 10 one in 20 every year it was something uh, like basically
0: that. like back in the 70s every year two people were basically guaranteed to die yeah something like that i'm sure it was worse in the 60s where there were no seat belts and stuff like that and yeah, a lot of those guys, especially in the 60s and earlier on, they, they died because they would just fly out of the cart and careen into whatever scenery. Because <laughs> there's no seatbelts. They just... Yeah. If you ever watch that movie, uh, Grand Prix, that's what happens to the main character. Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> he
1: gets yeeted out of the car,
0: that's right. Yep, yep, gets yeeted out of the car. Oh, man. That's, that's interesting. I mean, so you guys do like the spec thing because it does create the best racing it really does it creates wicked parody where nobody's i mean like you said penske this week for some reason is isn't doing shit and you, like you said you wouldn't see that in other lines of motorsport i mean we almost saw it today with mercedes and f1 but they were like oh they're running fifth instead of first they're not running 17th instead of first um yeah yeah
2: we should have mentioned, though, so because I, I didn't really know. What, what happened? So Charles Leclerc got f- f- screwed over. He, yes. Well, I guess he did it to himself. So. He did it to like himself.
1: We, he had a drive shaft issue.
2: Correct. But it was Correct. from an accident, right? I guess the, the impact f***ed it up. From qualifying. So yeah. basically,
0: he made his qualifying lap, which got him on the pole. And then when he was coming back to the No, he's probably attempting another lap because he must have been balls yeah, to was. the wall trying to you know, do something that would cause you to wreck. And going through the swimming pool area, he tapped that inside wall, but this time it didn't give enough, and it broke... I don't know if it broke the car at the time, but it, it knocked him offline, and then he smacked into the very next wall that was right in front of him, and red flagged the session. So the session was done, because it was only like 30 seconds to go.
2: Oh, and, and that... Okay, so that explains why all the other teams were so pissed. Yeah. Because he Matt, gets a yeah. and then... Well, I guess then, you know, Karma came back and bit him in the ass, because... Right. Oh yeah.
0: There's definitely those people that were out there saying like he did it on purpose. That's what they do. They they, they you know, yeah. they sacrifice the session so that they can keep pole because it, it happens. You think about uh, Nico Rosberg in 14 well, or 15 clearly
2: they made the wrong decision because
0: it it wasn't his decision. There's no way he did that on purpose. You don't. You don't no no no. It. I
2: meant with the car with the car they could have chosen to. What was the deal? It was a five-grid penalty. That's
0: true. Yeah, they could have swapped the gearbox for a five-place penalty and actually right. made the race instead of uh, being like, nah, everything's fine. And then they go well, out. Well, they heat. wanted to risk
2: it because they wanted to be on pole.
0: Yeah, it didn't pay off. No. It didn't. I mean, you got to take risks how do they in race. Not, how do they not have a penalty if you cause a red flag to end the whole qualifying session? Because <laughs> every time, because every time it's done, it looks like an accident. It doesn't... Well, all right. It doesn't look... I don't know. It's debatable, Even but... Still.
2: This is like, wait a sec, this reminds me of what we used to do in rental cars. We'd like, if we were losing, we'd park our car so we forced a red flag. Remember doing that? Like, no, did you do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> it's, it's not in the rule book, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's not a rule because, I don't know, it's, there's legitimate mistakes like what you saw yesterday that happened. That Why would you penalize a legit mistake? But then, I mean, you have Schumacher, he, in Raskaz, just parks his car like he locked up the brakes. And then that, you forfeited the entire qualifying session when he got the pole. Happened again with with Mercedes, with uh, Nico Rosberg, I think in 14 or 15, where he overran the uh, hairpin right after the casino square and caused the yellow flag right in front of his teammate who was on a flyer to secure pole. Yeah, I don't. I mean, oh, yeah, but it's is. it's always a mistake. It always is. It always is. Oh, I locked him up. That's what it is. And well, yet again, another thing, IndyCar does better because if you yep.
1: stop a if you stop qualifying an in IndyCar, your two best laps are gone. No
0: so, way! Yeah, can, I like that. You gotta
1: burn. You gotta burn three rippers if you want to have a shot at being quick.
0: Oh, yeah. I like that. I thought it was four. Yeah. Wait, what happened? They're other weekends. I'm assuming. <laughs> other other races So wait what, what's the rule you exactly you said you have to, to put fire. down three good laps and they take the best one is that what's happening or am I misinterpreting it
1: No so when, when if you draw a yellow or red in a practice session or, or qualifying session excuse me yep. they take away your, your two fastest laps
0: No shit so
1: whatever whatever they are whatever your fastest laps are they take away two of them Jeez. So you basically have to run three you have to run three laps that are all fast to even have a shot of putting in a good result,
0: I like that. If you if you
2: bring out a caution or a red, like right? Other than that, I mean, if, if it's all green, you can do
3: one lap and hit your hit your lap. Whatever.
2: sure. So, you, theoretically, in Formula One, the way it is, you could set your, your uh, pole lap and then just smash smash yeah. it up. Oh, I spun,
0: and then the session's over. It's, it's been done multiple times.
3: Huh? I didn't even know that. Hey, what if you went out? What if you went out first on the grid? ran one lap, and just f***ing buried it. The <laughs> was like, they should have
2: Maspin do that. Think about it. Get Haas right up on the pole. Well,
0: Mazpin will do it without his, uh, you know, without his own he will. He literally might end up... Dude, Haas could put him out
3: first and he could get the ball because he's going to do it anyway. He yeah,
0: they could. I mean, usually the Haas cars, the lower down cars are the first ones to go out for qualifying. They could do that. I love One of them sacrifices to get the other one into Q2 or something like that. They could absolutely do that. Hell that. yeah. You sh- they should be think listening think into they the listen uh, to this Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. It was just funny watching all the back markers, though, hoping and praying for a caution because they were just like on lap like 50 with the original tires, you know, just like just rolling around at 60 miles an hour. Where is the yellow? You know, hopes as if it was going to save them. That's yeah, what
0: it takes. It didn't happen.
2: No. So anyway, well, the next episode we will be having plenty to talk about. Yes. The Indy 500. Yes, hopefully.
0: Uh, it. It's been great having you two on, by the way. This yeah. has been a lot of fun, and I hope you guys have been having as much fun yeah, as You guys have are. a lot
3: more to talk about than yeah. us. And, <laughs> uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, hopefully you guys can come back for the next episode once the Indy 500 and maybe even a few of our own racing weekends have happened, and we can... Uh, discuss what we've kind of built up here, if you guys are willing.
2: And hopefully the Formula One race will be like... worth talking about.
0: There won't be a Formula One race to talk about. Unless we do it, like, weeks oh, and weeks later. Uh... No,
2: thank God. <laughs> yeah, what is the deal with that? Why do they gap them so odd? It's like Summer 2, Summer 3. Because
0: they cr- they travel the world.
2: Oh, God, they're luxury planes. Yeah, exactly.
0: I, I, I'm sorry, I was a pussy answer. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, poor them, they have... To go from one country to another, it's like it takes like ten hours. Big deal. <laughs> You're the
0: one that's scared about driving three, four hours to go to a car track.
2: Yeah, because I'm tired. It's five in the morning.
0: <laughs> you don't even have to cross different time zones.
1: See, that's the nice thing about outlaw cars. We race during the day. That's and cool.
2: At night. Well,
1: with us though, I mean, if they
2: the, the rain. If, if they just split it um, up into two days.
1: Do you really? Well, like the indoor track we'll race when it's raining but the outdoor track we can't we can't race when it's raining it's yeah. Yeah. oh man
3: that's the way to do it yeah
0: alright gents well I think this has been a wonderful episode of the Formula Hooligan podcast and I think this is a good time to wrap it up thank you guys for joining us it's been a lot of fun as I said I'm Alex Gomes you are Charlie
2: you guys are Aaron I guess you're Hooligan 3 and 4 now congrats <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, everybody, have a good one. We'll see you in the next episode where we get to talk about our recap of the Indy 500. See you later.
3: Heck,
2: yeah. Adios, guys. guys. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being patient.